0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamer Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today I have a very special guest with us. I have John Helms, founder and CEO of Crouch Jump.
1: Hi there, John. How's it going? It's going good, Bradford. How are you doing?
0: Wonderful. It's a beautiful sunny
1: day in Las Vegas. How about yourself? Uh, nice warm day here in Texas. Uh, just set aside some time here for this meeting that I'm excited for. Wonderful. All right, so John, let's just get right into it. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? uh yes i'm 27 years old born and raised in uh houston texas area so i'm a little bit of a southern guy um the youngest of five so you know I, i've always kind of had that competitive edge to me where i always had to compete for attention compete to get the last meal and everything um and n- to no surprise that that didn't change when i got into gaming um all my siblings were gamers and i was you know four years old and i started gaming with them and i just it became my passion. So here I am.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. We're going to go into all of that in just a second. Before I do that, I ask everybody one question. I'm going to ask you the same question I ask everybody else. So I scale of one to 10, 10 being high. How weird are
1: you, John? Uh, a six. And why do you say that? Uh, cause I'd say I'm a little bit more weird than the average person just cause I'm, I have my quirky things. Um nerdy. I'm jockey. Um, I can kind of dive into the deep end on any topic pretty quickly. Uh, so yeah, I, I think weird's good. Um, when, when you're stagnant and you're not weird, then it, it, you can kind of lose interest in someone. Uh, so I kind of keep it fresh. I'm spontaneous and I just kind of, I'm unfiltered a little bit. I just kind of talk about whatever I want, whenever I want and, you know, let my, my opinion be heard. Wonderful.
0: All right. So this is the Gamerpreneur and I want your gaming cred before we really get into anything. So you said you started at four. Like, what'd you start with?
1: Uh, Mario, uh, some old Nintendo games, um, like there was this Ninja Turtle game. I've been playing so many games uh, since I was little, uh, but I'd say Super Mario 1, 2, and 3 were my beginners, and my my older siblings would wake me up at like midnight on the weekends when I was supposed to be in bed, and we would have like a, a burn through the Mario and try to get to the end before everyone woke up, so I was, from an early age, I was used to just either watching them and trying to get them to let me play because I knew I could get through the level faster and uh, just burning through games. I just kind of grew up on it. It was a, it was a culture in our family. It was a thing that we just did. Um, And we had computers early on, long before, you know, most of the people my age that I knew I had my own personal computer.
0: Fantastic. All right. So kind of, how did your journey progress though? Cause you know, you started at four and now you're here. Like what, like what did you do? Okay.
1: Uh, so it, it's been a roller coaster. Uh, so I've moved around a little bit in the local area from, you know, town to town, but I've always been centralized in Southern Texas in the Houston area. Um, part of that was because when I was three years old, unfortunately, my, my father, he passed away of a heart attack. Um, and my mother got married when I was almost five years old to my stepdad. And he worked in the chemical plants here like a lot of people do. And Through his job, he worked a lot of contract jobs. We would have to move um, from city to city. And um, so when she did get married, sorry, let me kind of backtrack here. When she did get married, um, he had two daughters. And then there was my older sister, my older brother. And then both of of his daughters were older than me. Um, And they turned out to be gamers too. So we we kind of interacted. Um, His youngest daughter was closer to my age, about two or three years older than me. And we just kind of game together a lot. And as we moved around, that was just something that kind of kept us together and was consistent was the gaming and the family and sitting down and having, having that fun.
0: Wonderful. Right, what do you play now?
1: Um, I currently don't have the time to actually play uh, mm-hmm. too much. Uh, I used to be really heavy into Xbox, Battlefield, Call of Duty, Halo, um, Counter-Strike, Global Offensive. Um, I played Fortnite for a little bit when it first came out, but stopped playing after like season three or season four. Um, currently all my time is invested into Crouch Jump and my day job, uh, just because, you know, running a business, as you probably know, takes up a ton of time. And then any free time that I have outside of work and business, I'm either sleeping, eating, or I'm spending it with family and friends. Okay. I, I absolutely understand that. I have been there too. (laughs) Yeah. Work, work life balance is a struggle, but, um, I I try to keep it in perspective.
0: All right, so let's, uh, let's talk about your, your work life. Um, we'll get to all that, but can you give me kind of your professional background?
1: Uh, yeah, my professional background isn't very professional. It's not very lengthy at all. I'm, I'm 27 years old. Um, I was kind of one of those kids that always grew up. I um, was really good at a lot of things, like had a lot of interest in hammering down that one thing that I wanted to do was always difficult. So when I got done with high school, I was kind of like, well, you know, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. I'd like to do this. So I was like, what do I want to do? So I was kind of at a loss. Um, unfortunately, that kind of put me in depression for a little bit. And then um, I kind of started to doing some like self meditation and, and, you know, perspective on myself and started asking myself those big questions. And I kind of determined, you know, I, I, I like business and I like finance. I've always been that, that leader in the groups, um, sports, uh, school, even in the family, being the youngest, I always had that leader mentality. And I, so I always kind of knew I wanted to do something in business. And then I always had an affinity for numbers. Uh, so I went to school for accounting. Um, and currently right now, I'm, I'm working at a local city in the accounting department. Uh, but it's not my long-term aspiration. My long-term aspiration is you know, running my own business, creating something that's going to change lives and generations moving forward.
0: Absolutely. Now, that's great. Uh, great point to talk about Crouch Jump. What is Crouch
1: Jump? Uh, Crouch Jump is a social networking site that unifies gamers, and more specifically, it unifies the entire gaming industry. So, if you can think about anything um, gaming-related that is currently done online or in person, we plan on providing functionality that makes those processes even more simple. Uh, whether it's on the connecting level with friends or the streaming level and growing your stream and your brand, or the community management level, where you're, you have a community, a team, and you want to organize those and assign tasks or ranks, um, or just kind of bring them like-minded people in together. Um, ultimately, it's just a place where gamers get more value out of providing value to their fans. Okay, and where'd this idea come from? Uh, the idea actually stems to my brother uh, about 15 years ago when he first got into web development. He envisioned this idea of a social network, which wasn't really too much of a term back then. I mean, this was like pre-MySpace or like right around the beginning of MySpace. Um, so he just kind of wanted a place to bring in you know, gamers where they could connect and talk and talk about the games and um, you know, what's going on in that world. Uh, so he had that idea. He created it and he had like 5,000 users and then him and his wife started a family and his priorities refocused because gaming wasn't what it is today, right? Um, it's changed a lot. Uh, so fast forward 15 years later, um, I start. I got back into gaming after finishing a lot of my schooling and I was talking to, uh, can you hear that? A little bit. Okay. Hold on one second. Uh, My dog came into the room. (laughs) Um, Where was I? 15 years later. Yeah. Yeah. So 15 years later, I got back into gaming and I had this gaming community around 400 to 500 other gamers, a lot of them content creators and streamers. And I hadn't really been in the realm of gaming too much. So I didn't know what technology was out there. And I got into streaming myself and I wanted a way to grow my stream. I wasn't really happy with how like twitch was a very slow process it required tons of hours of dedication with more than likely no upturn for most people Uh, so i kind of set out on this course to look for something that had all this collective problem solving in one location and so i'm scouring the internet nothing um and i think it was the next day after looking at this I, I'm a creative person. So I was like, Oh, we need this. Like this would be cool if we had this, this would be cool. Like gamers need this streamers, need this content creators, YouTubers, influencers, businesses, everything just big, big brain exploded. Um, so I think it was the next day I had a a family dinner or something, a family get together and my brother was there I was just spitballing on this idea. Did not have the name Crouch Jump at the time. It didn't have anything. I was just like, yes. So he went home and he set up a dummy server and he was like, Hey, it's up and running within like 12 hours. I was like, what do you mean? What's, what's up and running? He was like, you yeah, know, that, that thing you were talking about, like, let's do it. I was like, okay, this would be fun. Has some free time. Let's work on this in the, in the, in like our free time. And it was meant to be as a problem, like a, a, a solution for me and my local friends and stuff. And we quickly realized this one could be a business Two tons of people have these problems. So why not solve it for everyone? Why not make it open for everyone? Um, and then as we kind of dived into it and, and, started chipping away at it and getting a clearer vision, um, it slowly became what it is today and craft jump and all these different solutions for gamers and the gaming industry as a whole.
0: Fantastic. All right. So is crowds jump live then?
1: Uh, Kraft jump is not live. Uh, we've been working on it. Um, we are currently slated for the next, I don't have a hard day right now. Uh, we're at our last couple of sprints, which has our hardest functionality in it. Uh, but we're slated for our last couple of, um, uh, I'm sorry, we, we're slated to be done in the next couple months.
0: Fantastic. I know I just signed up for your beta, so.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, so so there is going to be a beta. We have a beta site open right now that you can, or a pre-beta site that you can sign up for to get information, and uh, we'll notify everyone that signs up for that when the beta goes live so they can go on there create their accounts and create their business pages and their groups and all that good stuff. Okay, so what is the ultimate goal for Crouch Jump then? Uh, Crouch Jump's ultimate goal is to become the place for gamers, whether you need gaming content, gaming services, um, and that goes from esports all the way to content creation. If, when you think gaming, we want people to think Crouch Jump. Like I can get that there, whether it's a product, service, or information. Uh, it's going to be the central hub for gamers
0: okay now uh, what's what's your role with the company? so your brother sounds like he's doing all the tech part what's what do you
1: uh, no actually my my brother has been kind of a stand in CTO for a lot of the project, uh, but we actually have a cTO in the company who's who's powering through that um, so my, my brother's more of the management the overall management he works on the internal side of the company and kind of makes sure everyone 's doing what they need to i'm more of the bringing in the professionals, um, building those connections outwards to grow the company from an outwards perspective. And his, his focus is growing the company from an inwards perspective. Uh, so, you know, connecting with investors, connecting with uh, future employees or partners or networks or j- people like yourself with podcasts to kind of get the word out there about CrowdJump. Um, that, is, that is my role. Um, I also do a lot of the onboarding um, I manage a lot of the financials, the incorporation process and those different documents and legal documents with bringing people in advisors, et etc um, so anything that you can think that's not directly internal, I deal with um, except for like the marketing and the and the vision like so pretty much all the unique functionality on the site that isn't standard across other social networks uh, was a product of my weird my weird imagination. <laughs> So yeah, so you're
0: actually acting as a CEO. You don't on, you honestly don't see many CEOs
1: acting like CEOs in startups. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm trying to act as a CEO. Um, I'm young, so, you know, I'd be lying to say there's, it's not a learning, there's a learning curve there. There's things I've never done before. Um, you know, like a traditional job, there's someone that goes, Hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z and you perform X, Y, and yeah. Z. For me, it's like, I need to discover what X, Y, Z is. I need to do it and then I need to figure out, did I do it right? I don't know because, you know, there's no one above me to go to and say, hey, did I do this wrong? Um, So that kind of is where the advisors come in. You know, some of my advisors have done it before. They know people that have done it before. So when I do run into a speed bump, I can go to them and, you know, kind of lean on them and go, hey, you know, is this the right direction? They give me feedback and all that good stuff. Um, I'm not saying I don't do a lot of internal stuff because I do a lot of internal stuff. Um, but I'm slowly handing those things off to James and other people that we're bringing into the team. Because uh, right now I'm wearing like 30 hats uh, where I really only want to be wearing like five so I can really focus on increasing the value of CrowdShump, You know, building those strong networks up, uh, bringing in an investor so that way this is viable long-term because unfortunately the reality of the world is you know, money keeps things going. Um, so we, we kind of have to, at both ends, internal and external growth.
0: Fantastic, so you actually just said a lot there and it's a little bit to unpack. But yes. so how do you, you know, other than the mentors, and I wanna talk about mentors in a second, but how do you find the motivation or the will every day to, to go find something new to do? Cause I'm sure like you finish something
1: and then you go like, okay, what now do I do? Where do you find that? How do you dig it up? Uh, There were a couple. Uh, One, you asked about the motivation. So I'll I'll tackle that. And I will be honest with you for a lot of my life, you know, I was kind of lazy. I didn't have a lot of motivation. Um, I had a lot of ideas. One of those people that was like, Oh, I want to do big things, but didn't really have the aspiration to actually do them. Um, But if you don't mind me getting a little depressing here about a year and a half, two years ago, one of my best friends committed suicide um, at work in his truck. And that just changed my whole perspective on life, time, family, um, making an impact in this world. Um, he was the kind of guy that would walk into the room and just put a smile on everyone's face. You would never know he was dealing with depression. And it just, I don't know, just a switch in my, in in my brain just, just turned. And I was super motivated after that to make the most of my time that I have here on the, on this earth and to give as much back to, to people and provide as much value to people. And it just so happened one of those things I know very well about because I am one is a, is gaming and being a gamer and those struggles from the content creation to just casual viewing and all that good stuff. And I was like, I could, I have the ideas. Now I just need to build a team and I need to get, you know, money involved so we can build up this company. Um, and then from the, like coming up with different ideas, like, oh, I need to do this and I need to do that as the CEO. Well, you know, there's... There's no shortage of information online on what it takes to grow a business, those steps, like what you need to do. So, you know, the internet's a huge resource for me for figuring out like okay, what gaps do we have and where what do I need to fill? Can I fill them myself? Do I need to bring someone else in? Do I need to work with someone to fill those gaps? Um, so I just I'm a very big question person. I question everything. Even the things that I think I know, I question them. I question them. I question them. I question them. Those questions lead to more questions which lead me down rabbit holes to figure out problems and solutions and, oh, this needs to be done or we need to optimize this or we need this work policy in place as the CEO. And really as any, any early employee or person in a startup, there's, there's no end to work to be done. Um, there's always something to be done. There always will be something to be done. And at any point you're stagnant, that's where you have the red flags. It's like, why? (laughs) You, You have, this huge thing you're very passionate about. Why can't you come up with something to do? Um, so yeah, no, I, I just, I'd say there's this part of me that just, it just, you know, it just comes to me. Like if I say, think of a color, you had a random color come to your mind. It's not like you, you thought to think of green or something like that. Green just happened to be the color that popped in your head. Same thing with the things I need to do. It's just, they just come to me. Like they're just natural. Business is natural to me. Um, and then where I'm not certain I lean on people around me that I can and I, I do as much research as I can. Fantastic. Once again, a lot to unpack. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I like to tell
0: people that it's always easier to find things to do when you have employees and you have to, you're accountable to them. Everybody thinks mm-hmm. the person at the top like has it easy. No, you have the worst job in the world cause you have to think of things for everybody
1: else to do. And then you have to answer their questions cause they're bound to have some. Um, yeah. and as a co-founder or founder, you can't expect it's unrealistic to expect those other people to be as passionate or know as much about it as you. So you're going to be the encyclopedia for your business and people are going to tap into that, especially when you're small and there's, there's no gates. I don't have anybody in between me and that person, regardless of how big or small their role is. They come directly to me. Um, so I have to, I have to know a little bit about a lot and I have to know a lot about a few things and you know that's just the role of you know being an executive in general I mean CEO aside
0: right. let's talk about your advisors and your mentors like how important are they to you
1: Very important. Um, so one of my early advisors was Shane um, he's a connection on LinkedIn with me you can check him out um, but he was like product lead at Amazon um, He was a product lead um, at Activision and Blizzard. And he kind of saw the project really early on, I would say six to nine months ago. And we just kind of built up a friendship. Um, he was just, he just liked the idea. And, you know, every now and then I'd have questions. And uh, this past month, he actually became an official advisor once we got everything set up. And uh, yeah, so there was tons of startup questions that he's gone through personally that I just wasn't 100%. I was like, hey, I've narrowed it down to these five routes because <laughs> it's, you know, every decision's like a fork when when you're at this point. And it's, it's like, I'm pretty sure it's this, but I just always needed someone to kind of confirm whether I was going down the right path. I last thing I want to do when I have little amount of free time is to waste any of my time. That's the most value commodity to me is, is my time. Uh, so he, in a lot of situations was able to kind of point me down the right direction. And then I would do my own research on top of what he told me, you know, I take everything what people say with a grain of salt, do my own research, my own due diligence, And I was like, okay, yeah, you know, he's leading me down a good path. And I would confirm it with other people. And uh, so, yeah, I'm happy to have him on. Um, I have an attorney in Dallas. He is kind of our legal guidance. Um, So I know one of your questions that you had presented to me was going to be, you know, what am I not good at? Yeah. And one of those things I'm not good at is mechanics. And so when I take my truck to go get it fixed or something, I don't know if they're ripping me off. I don't know anything if there's something I don't know anything about, it's vehicles, unfortunately. My brother got all that. He's, he loves it. Not me. I, I just don't have the vibe for it. I'm right there with um, you. And the same thing with going to an attorney. I haven't done, dealt with a lot of attorneys in my life. So when I go in there for, you know, whether it's advice or legal work, I don't know if I'm being ripped off. If I'm talking to someone who's more concerned about the dollar sign than actually helping me as a client. Um, so him being an advisor, one, he's, he's a gamer. He's a lifelong gamer as well. So he's passionate about the gaming industry. Two, his practice that he's working with is backing him on doing an esports practice at his law firm. So um, he has a lot of connections. And then three, he's able to give us small legal guidance or point us in the right direction or get us connected with the right people. And for a lot of the things that we're envisioning, there's going to be a lot of legal work involved, like uh, tournaments, you know, like game of skill, like what states, keeping up to code with all those different regions and dealing with money transfers and stuff like that, we have to make sure we're in compliant compliance um, with various regions, states, and local governments. Um, so he's, he's a valuable resource, one as a friend, two as an advisor, and three from his professional experience. Um, then we have another gentleman, his name's Drew, and um, he has experience, a unique experience in product launching like development and also financial. He's a chartered financial analyst Um, So he's able to evaluate the risk between the finances and the push to the product. Uh, You know, what, what is the optimal route to do that? How much is it going to cost? Like he sees both ends from pushing the product to the financial side behind pushing that product. Uh, So when it comes to crouch jump, you know, I kind of, I lean on him for um, guidance and that to check anywhere from our financial projections to, you know, cost, cost risk analysis. Um, So yeah, huge, huge, very, very hands-on, very, very good advisors.
0: Fantastic. So I, I kind of have a question and if you don't want to answer, I can always cut this part out. Um, where are you, where's all the money coming from this? Because if you haven't even launched your beta yet,
1: bootstrapping, you're not bringing money in, like where's it coming from? Bootstrapping. Um, most of the team has full-time jobs. Um, so, you know, we, we work with a lot of our own money. We had some friends and family back us a little bit. Um, and when I say a little bit, I mean a little bit, none of the Silicon Valley kind of backing. Um, and we've just been very due diligent with the money we have received from friends and family. Cause one, it's our friends and family money. Um, you know, which we take extremely serious. We're huge family people. We're huge friends people. Um, so we got to make sure every penny goes a mile. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so early on, uh, me working in government and finances, and then my brother having 15 years in procurement and purchasing experience, uh, we implemented a, a three quote policy, um, one, we have very broad skill set. So anything that we couldn't do internally, uh, which was very rare, rare, um, we implemented a three-quote system. So we would get three quotes on any external contract work that we needed to be done, and we would, you know, compare the cost to the value and make that money go as long as possible. So to date, we've not even we've used around half, around half the money we raise in over a year a year since we've raised. Um, and like I said, I mean, not a lot. I'm not going to put an exact number out there cause it's, it's confidential. Um, but not a lot at all.
0: No, well, that's all right. Okay. Um, do you have any advice for anybody looking to start their own business?
1: Uh, yes. Don't create an idea or don't, don't try to find a need just to create an idea. Like, Crowd jump. like I never set out to create Crowd jump as a business. There was a problem I had. I identified a solution and then it turned into a business. I wasn't like, oh, I want to create a business. Let me come up with some problem and come up with some random idea, right? Um, it, it just kind of fell in me. Two, if you're going to do it, have the time commitment and as much support from friends and family as you can. Uh, one of the hardest things that I hear from other entrepreneurs talking to them is that that family work balance, right? Um, a lot of people are married, they have girlfriends, boyfriends, um, siblings, parents, and not always are those people going to want you to commit that 80 to 120 hours a week uh, to it because that that comes with sacrifice, not going out to eat, not going to the party, having to say no, 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 no. So if you're not comfortable telling people no, 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 I need to prioritize this, then you're going to fail. It's just a, It's just a reality. You have to you have to be able to also explain the perspective to people is like, I'm putting in a ton of work and a ton of commitment for the next five to 10 years. So potentially our family is supported the rest of our life. Our friends and family are supported the rest of our life. This company is successful. So all the people who have committed time, uh, see benefit from it. Our investors having to, you have to be able to lay it out for people because it's as an entrepreneur or startup founder or whatever it's going to be more clear to you your motives but other people are going to just going to be like oh you're burning a lot of time especially in those early days when you're when you're spending money and not making any money from it they just think you're insane like honestly co-founders like of companies and startups are some part of us is a little insane to be doing this because i've worked on this a year and a half and i've only spent money haven't made any money from it mm-hmm. um so you have to be in it for the long term. It's like holding and investing. Like when the stock goes down, do you you get scared and sell or do you hold and know that there's gonna be an upturn? Or do you buy in more? Like you have to have that patience. Patience, support, um, and the commitment. And then you have to be able to wear multiple hats. You can't just be a one shot pony. You have to be able to do a ton of things.
0: Wonderful. That's fantastic advice. Thank you. As to the family, I absolutely understand, you know, back when I had the law practice and we were full-time law practice, it was our business. Mm-hmm. My family would still ask me, when are you guys going to get a real job? What? <laughs> <laughs> we're making five figures a month. Like what, what else you want us to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. All right. So I'd like to kind of pull back for a second. If I can't talk about you as a person and, you okay. know, we're talking about you and you, you got this wonderful job, you got this wonderful business, you got family who supports you. But I don't want everybody to think you're perfect because nobody's I'm not, I'm not. You know. and so I want to ask you, what is something that you failed at in the past? Not necessarily in this business, but you kind of just generally. In
1: general, um, like accepting who I am. Um, I think it was a poor example for the people around me. You know, I, I don't know if you can tell, uh, I am a ginger. I got made fun of a lot in high school. My hair is darkened up quite a bit. You can probably see it more in my beard. The beard. Uh, but I used to have that stereotypical orange hair, um, really pasty white skin. And um, I just didn't have a lot of confidence. Um, so, you know, just carrying myself and and building that confidence was something I didn't have. And that I had to kind of learn and put myself out there. Um, and then I tried to share that that happiness, like accepting yourself and, if you're not happy with yourself, like try to find an action plan to get you to somewhere where you can be happy. Um, so I, you know, I got into personal training, I got my personal training certification. I train people and I, I know a ton of people, probably a dozen people today that continue to work out that had never worked out before I motivated them to do so. And they love it. They can't imagine a time before it. And, um, yeah, you know, just, just self value. Um, I didn't, I didn't do that very well. And then school, <laughs> you know, I, I, I explained my schooling like a, uh, like when you're at the checkout line, you see all those candy bars and you love chocolate and you're not sure which one to get, but you only want to get one. It was like, that was the same with my career. It's like, Oh man, I, I like this. I like this. I like this. Now, which one do I commit my entire life to? Um, so it was like, it was just very difficult. So in the end, I got so stressed about stressed out about my decisions. I never made a decision. Hmm. Um so yeah, you know, just like I said, a lot of that changed after my friend and my wife and seeing perspective from others and opening up to others, you know, that, that was something I had a hard time doing early on in my youth was opening up. Yeah. I think that would summarize it is opening up to others and, and letting people in.
0: Wonderful. It sounds like you turned it all around. So fantastic.
1: Yeah, it was it was a journey, but I'm I'm over the over the hill. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, let's uh, kind of start bringing this in for our landing. How do people find you? How do they find Crouch Jump? Where are you guys at online on social
1: media? Uh, we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. As of handles? as of new, how do people actually uh, find you? What are the handles? The handles are Crouch Jump Inc. Uh, typically on all of them, or you can just type in Crouch Jump. Typically, we're like one of the only Crouch Jumps on there, and you can look for the white rabbit logo with the little CJ around it for Crouch Jump. Um, and then you can find me on LinkedIn is probably the best place to reach me. Okay. Fantastic.
0: So, um, you know, is there anything else you want to cover anything I didn't ask you to think we still need to talk about?
1: Um, a lot of people, when they discover craft jump, they go, why the rabbit? They ask about the logo. And, um, if you don't mind, I would like to tell you where the, where right. the idea behind the logo came from. Okay. Um, uh, so as I told you early on in my gaming, like one of my first games was Mario, and in Mario, you know, it's like 2D. You're having to run across the screen. And a lot of what you're having to do is jump and crouch jump over your obstacles. So when I was thinking about um, a logo for crouch jump, I, I, I had come up with a name. Uh, I knew that was an iconic term and stuff, but I wanted a meaning behind it. I wanted a symbol behind it. And um, I just started thinking about the early days, like Mario jumping over obstacles. Gamers are having to clear obstacles, jump over obstacles to places they may not have thought they could have gone or get to. Um, so that's where the name came from. And then the idea was like, I wanted something approachable, but I also wanted something quick and I could jump. Like I wanted a symbol to represent that. And I thought kangaroo and I was like, no, not a kangaroo. I'm not from Australia. (laughs) I can't pull that one off. And then I thought rabbit, I was like, rabbits are cute, but they're also kind of have this fierce kind of fast, um, you know, kind of presence to them. And, um, they jump like crazy. I, I grew up in the country, so I knew. Um, so I I just loved it. Like it just kind of combined the idea of, you know, approachable, but also we can clear obstacles together. And it's just symbolic for me connecting that to my gaming background.
0: All right. Fantastic. That's so great. Very cool. Um, well, John Helms, thank you so much for coming on with us today. We really do
1: appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah, no problem, Bradford. I appreciate you having me and taking the time out to listen to me ramble about my, my weirdness. Um, I look forward to seeing this and chatting with a bunch of gamers and content creators out there. So if anyone wants to reach out and just chat or share your ideas, we're we're open to listen over here at Crouch Jump. Absolutely.
0: Well, you said you were only a six. I've had people on here who told me they were a 12.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a self-evaluation. I'll let the public decide. All right.
0: Well, John Helms, thank you so much. Everybody, please go back and listen to this one again. He definitely gives some fantastic advice about what it really means to be an entrepreneur and how to, to grow that business basically from scratch. So on that note, I'm going to say thank you all game and You all take it easy.
1: Thank you, Bradford. You have a good one.
0: Hey, if you like this podcast, I'd love to invite you to check out a little bit more about me, Dr. Bradford Carlton, game entrepreneur you go to my website, www.thegamerpreneur.com bonus, I'm going to give you a free copy of my book, The Warcraft of Business, where I explain my history in both gaming and business and how I brought the two together in order to create some very successful companies and help a lot of people. And all you got to do is pay for shipping and processing and I'll send you this book. I, I absolutely know you're going to love it. All right, you all take it easy.